Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. You know, talking to Flo the first time I ever sat down with him uh, last, uh, you know, last winter, whenever it was. And, uh, you know, as we started talking about the possibilities and, and uh, that safety group as a whole, you know, we were, okay, it was an exciting conversation that all centered around uh, number 22 and getting him around the line of scrimmage, getting him involved in the rush. Uh, getting his hands on balls and coverage, making plays in space, tackling. Um, he's been doing it for his whole career, and, and it's just good to see him uh, back in positions uh, to make huge plays to impact football games. And away we bleepin' go, gentlemen, on this Victory Monday. Find your Victory Monday hoodies at scornart.com slash shop. Yeah. Declan's got the victory mustache on today. This is for the twins. Yeah, he's ta- he's already this trying to reverse the twins. I've and, never had a mustache streak. when they've been in the playoffs. Okay, yeah. I'm trying something new I to know. snap a streak. Dude, I love it. Just trying something. I love the passion Dude, from you. This is I a love great a great week for Minnesota sports. Mm-hmm. You got so the Vikings are are one and three. We'll give our hottest Vikings takes here live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Uh, Declan, actually, if you could swap that banner out because we have to introduce, yeah. say goodbye to our friends at TCL. Who we, by the way, as you said, love we and love, appreciate. Appreciate them and say hello to our friends at Quick Trip as of this morning. You guys both uh, made stops at your Quick Trips here in the last 12 hours or so. I've got Judd, my- tell the audience about Quick Trip. Well, Go. first of all, first of all, because it's a presenting sponsor, I think we we should all take a moment to chime in on the importance of what Quick Trip brings here. Like, if you like our show, support Quick Trip. Like, if you are and and look, it can include you know what you can you can tweet us your trip to Quick Trip. Tweet us a sign. Tweet us a glazer. Tweet us the chicken that you buy. Okay. But I'm just saying, if you like what the three of us bring, and and you know what, TCL was great, Surly's been great, right? But Quick Trip is now the latest company to step forward and say, we believe in Score North, we believe in PD, and and we believe that your audience, which we consider a family, will support us. And I think that we should show them that this has nothing to do with like a quick read or something, you know? Yes, we'll, we'll tell you all about why they're great. But most importantly, if you love this show and you make it clear to Quick Trip at Quick Trip on Twitter, hey, you know what? I'm going there. I'm tweeting pictures. The the Purple Daily guys don't just sell things. They sell things they believe in. I think it's incredibly important because we're on we get to do this show which we love and and so Many of you came up to us again yesterday at Park Tavern and said, Dude, we they love started the show. a quick trip chant yeah. inside Park Tavern. But I mean, <laughs> Phil, you know, Dex, ch- <laughs> chime in here. I just think it's important to articulate, you know, we get to do this, which is uh, which is um, daily Vikings coverage every day. And it's because of folks like Quick Trip. So thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. The most important thing that there's two things you guys can do to support us. One is just consume our content and two is support our partners. And uh, I mean, most of my family is from the La Crosse, Wisconsin area or the Milwaukee area. And so we've been driving around from Minnesota to Wisconsin and Quick Trip has been a part of our lives for Mm -hmm. my entire life going back to, you know, when I was a little kid. So we're super pumped. Uh, They have stepped up here to support us for this 2023 season. And we could not be more excited. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, Judd makes fun of me because he claims I live in Wisconsin. Well, that, I, I'm in the middle of Quick Trip land, by, by, being by by the burbs and me on the east side. So I love my Quick Trip. You know, I stopped there every every week for gas, and I had to get the coffee. I got some coffee for Judd. I got the Glazers for Roscoe. If you really want a good breakdown of every great thing Quick Trip has, stop Ross Brendel. If you ever see him at the next Purple Daily event, Trip. and he has a power ranking power rankings, of all yeah. of them, so, all the great things from Quick Trip. So let, last. Th- thing here too because i um i do have a special at quick trip today i've got a special i've got the information in my hot little hand right right here on special every monday at your quick trip you can get a roasted whole chicken prepared fresh daily and great for meal prep which i absolutely love or an easy dinner how about chicken tenders i know phil likes that i know declan likes that hold on a second Mm. all right fired up just quick Fire up Fire the, what? What is what is it? Fire, if I'm going to talk dirty, if I'm going to tell you about a food music. that you love, that's not really. It is. It is this. Yes. <laughs> how about yours. chicken? They're going to leave. <laughs> how about chicken tenders prepared fresh daily, hand breaded, huge and jumbo? Listen, Quick Trip has it all. Thank you, Quick Trip. All right, let's give our hottest. Thank you, Quick Trip. We appreciate and thank you for uh, for indulging us, audience. Let's start with our hottest Vikings takes. Does anyone, we're all always excited about our hottest takes. Does anyone have like an itch to go first? Uh, mine's a bigger picture one, so it's not necessarily off the win. I can go first if you want, but if you guys have I, something I mean, off the win. I'll go first. Well, I, I've, got, I mean, I've got something off the game, but um, I'll if, go first. If you, if you do I'll as well, first. Phil, just go. Yeah, that's fine. I'll go first. Good, yes. Okay. I slept on this. I felt this way sort of watching the first three games. I was the one after the first game telling everyone else to calm down here. Just look at look at the way they're losing these games. It's not the way that that last year's teams was losing. Last year's team when they lost games, it was like, oh, they're just not they're not as good as the Cowboys. Oh, they're not as good as the Eagles. This year it's like every game they've played, you've thought the Vikings are better than that team, except they can't stop turning the ball over. And that's the biggest problem. So here's my hottest Vikings take. The Minnesota Vikings are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend and become one of the only teams in NFL history to make the playoffs despite starting 0-3. Wow. All right. That is wow. my hottest Hold on a take second. this morning. I'm digesting for a second, okay? And I have data to back this up. Okay. Okay? It, yes. Go. I'd like to hear the data before I like comment okay. on this. So you go ahead with the data. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So let me introduce you to the best predictive statistic in the NFL yards per play. I bring this up pretty often just because I I like it as a measurement. We use it in our state of the offense on Thursdays. But uh, most sports books in Vegas and beyond use yards per play, net yards per play. How many yards per play are you gaining as an offense? How many yards per play are you giving up as a defense? What's the difference? That's how many of the lines that you see on Sundays are generated. I mean, there's a lot of factors, but like that's a huge component of generating Vegas lines every single Sunday. The difference between yards gained and yards allowed per play, not total yards, but per play, okay? How predictive is it? Let's just start with last season. The top four teams in the NFL by net yards per play were the Eagles, 49ers, Chiefs, and Bills. Those were the four best records in the NFL. The Vikings were also tied with 13 wins. Turns out it wasn't as predictive. They got beat like a drum a couple times and beat in the playoffs. So net yards per play, the four best teams in that category last year were the Eagles, 49ers, Chiefs, and Bills. The bottom four teams in net yards per play last year were the Texans, Bears, Colts, and Cardinals. So it literally mirrors the the best records and the worst records, Okay. This season so far, let's start at the bottom. After four games here, so we're like a quarter of the way through the season, right? The worst net yards per play teams in the league are the Chicago Bears, the Carolina Panthers, the Denver Broncos, Pittsburgh Steelers, New York Giants, and Cincinnati Bengals. All teams that are just struggling to win games, right? It's predictive. On the flip side, here are the best teams net yards per play. Miami Dolphins, San Francisco 49ers, Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs, and the Minnesota Vikings. 
if they hadn't turned the ball over a bajillion times. And I get that, like, that's not something. They've lost those games. That's You don't get those games back. But their process in terms of net yards per play is that of the 49ers, the Ravens, and the Chiefs so far this season. So this is this is going to flip wins and losses unless that trend also flips. So I've been thinking about this and in watching the Chiefs last night against a Jets defense that is very good. Like the Jets that that's the thing about the Jets. Like yes, Zach Wilson actually played really well um for a good portion or a portion of last night's game, but their defense is good. My concern against the best teams like the Chiefs and San Francisco is can you outscore them? Because I think what we saw from what Brian Flores, who, by the way, deserves a ton of credit, the game plan against Bryce Young, Carolina, was really damn good and worked really well. And Harrison Smith was awesome. But that being said, when you're going against Mahomes, when you're going against uh, teams that know what they're doing, can you can you stop them enough or can your offense just flat out outscore them? And that's what I th- that's why this Chiefs game has me very curious um, because I am concerned that the defense is going to get gouged again on Sunday. Um, it's not because Brian Flores is not trying to do things. I think he's got some great ideas, but I think the quality of the opponent becomes massive here. And and again, I'll go back to if Andy Dalton starts on Sunday, I think it's a different game. But yes, as far as moving the ball, I do agree. My only question is, can you just flat out start to outscore teams? That's my well, question. Yeah. And and if you if you don't have four turnovers, that's what I'm saying. At right. the goal line, right? They have four turnovers at the goal line this right. season. The, the, is that more predictive well, than the overall flow of of yards over four games? I'll I'll lean on the yards and and say that the turnovers. I know it keeps happening, but yeah. the turnovers aren't. You're not going to turn the ball over 17 times on the goal line. It's not going to happen. I'm a little bit concerned, and I'll I'll. Uh, get to this in my statement but so here's the thing that concerns me about that is because yes like the fumbles we we could go back and forth on on that they tick us all off um and i do think that there's something to be said for protecting the football but the odds are eventually the fumbles as we saw on sunday are going to get cleaned up um the predictive thing that concerns me is the cousins picks like the pick at the two-yard line on the ball to Osborne where he purposely tried to throw behind KJ because he didn't want to lead him into the safety and he passed up a clear pass to Addison. Like that's just a bad play. And the pick yesterday, which Cousins fell on the sword completely for. So if you were trying to defend him, just stop right now because he's kicking himself this morning at his home. Um, but those are things, Phil, that I don't know if they're going – like. Those two throws and those and those type of mistakes are bothersome, and I hope they get cleaned up. I'm not positive. I'm not as positive that they will, but I get your point. Okay. All right, Declan, what's your hottest Vikings take? All right, my hottest take. It's going to piggyback a little bit off Phil's. My hottest take is the most. This is the most important game of Kirk Cousins' future with the Vikings this Sunday against the Chiefs. It's the most important game of his future with the Vikings for this Sunday against the Chiefs, and I'll explain why. So he's coming off a rougher game, but he's had also a very Kirkian-like start to the season, right? His stats have looked great. We've had the, well, not everything has been his fault narrative around him this season. That has been a huge, that's been a thing even more than usual with Kirk, it's felt like, over these first four games. Uh, but as we discussed on Ventline and what Judd almost alluded to there, it almost feels like there's a, at times KOC has kind of a pacifier on Kirk, right? He's got a little bit of a binky on him. He's a little afraid that he, if he gets, disrupts the routine, what could go wrong with the baby? What could go wrong with the routine of getting this kid to bed on time, right? And I'm not suggesting that KOC treats uh, Kirk Cousins like he's going to be Pat Mahomes or what Mac McDaniel's been doing with Tua Tugabiola, but... I don't think you can have a game plan and the execution that we saw yesterday against the Panthers and expect the same thing to happen and beat the Chiefs. So Kirk's future may have been decided, but if he goes and balls out against the Chiefs, let's go say let's say that happens. He goes and he balls out against the Chiefs. And now all of a sudden the Vikings are back to being potentially a 500 team uh, coming up against the Bears as well. Don't you think that this organization who loves a safe and secure relationship with Kirk with Kirk Cousins that that reopens that conversation? I really think that this game is legitimately a crossroads in his career with the Vikings. Um, if he has a big convincing win and he smashes Kansas City in the mouth and he has the Vikings right back in it in the playoff race, I think we're having a bigger conversation of Kirk Cousins' future 
beyond 2023. So in my opinion, this is the most important game of Kirk Cousins' future with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, because if you if you win and then you get the Bears, right, the, the, the currently winless Bears on the other side, it just it, it, it puts you back at 3-3, three and three, most likely, if you can beat the Chiefs. But it's the type of game, too, that, you know, all right, everything's there in front of you, and it's a home game. Here we go. It's a nationally televised window. We've seen a couple of these where they just get beat 40-10, to 10, and the offense never gets going. So I, I would think if you pulled the Vikings organization after that 99-yard pick six, hey, do you want Kirk Cousins back <laughs> in 2024, I would say. Overwhelming no. <laughs> but, okay, if he comes back and he plays well against the Chiefs, and they won that game yesterday with him sort of along for the ride, right? Like he only threw yeah. the ball 19 times. He had a couple, for sure, one really bad game-changing interception. The other one we could debate about the pressure, whatever. Um it was the running game, and it was the defense forcing action, Harrison Smith. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's the way that if the running game is going now, maybe maybe this is going to be much less reliant on Kirk anyways going forward. By the way, Zach Wilson lit up the Chiefs last night. So the Chiefs, are, the Chiefs feel like they're kind of, they're pretty rickety here. They lost to the Lions in week one without a couple of their best players. They got the Taylor Swift thing going on. So... This is a gettable game for the Vikings this weekend. What Declan just said dovetails perfectly oh, into statement three. So, like, it's as it's as if we talked. Like, I, <laughs> so I'm going to disagree with you a bit, but it's a perfect, perfect segue. And my okay. statement is this: Sunday's game is why Kevin O'Connell will move on from Kirk. It's the decision has been made. And now I'm going to. This is going to be layered, okay? So for all of you who are like, well, stats. Look at the stats of the first three games, John. Look at the stats of the first three games. He has one bad game, and you're done. And this is going to be. I feel like this was your exact hot take from last week, by the way, wasn't it? I don't think so. You, um, you said that the the Kirk Cousins unequivocally will not be the quarterback in 2024. Yeah, I got more on because it. of what I got more okay, on okay. it. So I just want to make. Clarify. I got absolutely more on this, and here's why. <laughs> so it's not the stats, though. It's not the twelve. Of 1,939 yards, uh, the 12 completions, I think, ties is low in the O'Connell regime time. I think he had 12 completions against uh, um, Dallas last year, 80.7 passer rating. It's none of that. What it is is this. If any of you guys watch the postgame press conferences, um, and in particular watch Cousins' postgame press conference, everything we've always talked about rang out incredibly true in those postgame pressers. And the biggest thing with Kirk was how tough he was still being on himself, which, by the way, I'm all for admitting a mistake, but you're an NFL uh, you're an NFL quarterback that threw a pick six on your first possession. You have got to move on instantly. Mentally, you have got to move on. You have said it's fine post game if you want to watch the film, if you want to break it down. I love all that. But I don't need you. I can't have you brooding. I can't have you being upset. And if you go back and watch that game and then watch the press conference and tie those things together, what you'll see is the mentality of a quarterback who, again, and this goes back to the Netflix documentary when we saw O'Connell and Kirk operating, he flies in the face of what Kevin O'Connell wants mentally. Kevin O'Connell wants you to stay positive. Kevin O'Connell wants you to stay engaged. Kevin O'Connell wants you to forget the previous play, which you have to do in this league. And when you saw those things yesterday you know what Kirk is entitled to have a lousy game quarterbacks do it it happens a lot um it's not the statistics it's the mental makeup of what you do and how you react and that right there was the biggest problem in my opinion now the run game to your point Phil like that was great it worked really well and the Vikings at the end of the day in what was a tremendously ugly football game found a way to win and that's the goal because in this league there's a lot of ugly games but when your quarterback almost for a time period or time periods checks out because he's so frazzled, so upset, that is that is exactly why I say Kirk Cousins will never win a Super Bowl because it takes a mentality of effort. I'm going back out there. And yes, he did throw two touchdowns to JJ, but the reality was I need somebody wired differently to win playoff games. That would lose you playoff games in an instant, and we've seen it. Too many times. Okay, I could. I feel like I could argue this. Like you know where I stand on Kirk, but he throws the pick six 
and then they come back. He throws a couple big passes. The play-action game was working. He overcame a 99-yard pick six, settled in, and the it wasn't just him. Like it was the right. offensive line, the running game. It was a total. That was a total team effort. Right. And he was probably much less of a driving factor. But I didn't get the sense that he turtled and cowered in fear for three hours. I actually thought he shook it off pretty well. I don't. Declan, would did you think that he like? Where do you side on this one? Is Judd being too hard on Kirk Cousins here? Um, I don't know if he's being too hard. I do feel like he recycled a hot take, though. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's possible. Which is, I, I think the recycling wow. of a hot take is fine, is fine in due time. I think you give it a couple, we'll give it a couple weeks. But, yeah. Give it a, but it's a give different hot take a bye week, you but, know? But it's a different spin on the hot take. I'm seeing so many things that uh, I don't kind like. Of on Kirk but I, I'm seeing I, so I many things like I don't like. The scouting report came out and you still ignored the scouting report and just went back to your original game, which is, you know, hey, if it gets you out, it gets you out. So I, if it works for you, I'm, I'm not going to. Dude, I went home and watched all the pressers to like see this, and and so I saw something different this time. And when I see the these things, Sports Dad can't help but bring them to the table. I'm, so you're kind of, you're kind of going off of like the way KLC that he said. was he was being kind of an Eeyore after the game. He was very down. He was uh, very he, he and and if you actually go back and watch, and here's here's something else. Okay, go back and watch O'Connell's uh, post game locker room speech, which is great. Drops an F-bomb, as, as we alluded to. Um, Kirk's yes. right in the front, and look at how Kirk looks. Kirk looks like someone just shot his dog in front of Kirk. He does look, I will give you this, all right? I feel like we're being a little nitpicky with the, the winning quarterback of the first Vikings win since January here, but he did He did look and feel after the game a little more hung up on his performance not being great than like the team result being good. Correct. I will give, I will give you that. I will give you that. And you know what? First three games, you put up great stats, and dude, you were 0-3. Like the reality, yeah, the reality is this: no matter what his stats were or how he played, at the end of the day, they won that football game. They got their first win. I'm only being hard on Kirk because I think Kirk was so hard on himself that he did not enjoy the team win at all. Could you okay. could could you say if Kirk Cousins changes his attitude, Kevin O'Connell could be bought back into Kirk Cousins? Like, is there a way to spin uh, his it attitude? It feels so negative, man. Yeah. Like they He's just won a game. He's not going to change you know? his attitude. It just feels, it is negative. You know, it is it, negative. Why? why? <laughs> because we got a quick trip on board. Yeah, you know what? Quick you know, trip we got once. plenty of time to bury this team. Like if they lose more games, and here you are, all just like quick trip. Si- quick trip Kirk signed up bad. for honesty, and that's the and that's the reality of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you want a game, and you look. I wouldn't be negative if Kirk hadn't been. This is all borne out of the fact that you can see how much something like this affects his play. It should bother him. I'm cool with that. But it affects him. It affects his play. It affects how he approaches a win. Those first three games, if you could have thrown, if he had thrown a pick six, now that this is not probable, but if he had thrown a pick six in the first three games, all three of them, and they had won, guess what? You won games. We're talking about wins. But he is still, he is still so negatively affected in his mind by a pick six in a game that they came back. And because of reasons that had nothing really to do with Kirk, Jefferson caught two touchdowns, but the defense manned up. Like that Harrison Smith well, game. He did throw those passes. It's a great like game. He, well, you're right. making it sound like he, and again, I feel like I'm like rushing to Kirk's defense here to. Yeah, to I'm surprised by this, but I like it. I just think you are you are coming in a little too negative today. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Declan's, Declan's got the optimistic mustache on for the Twins. I got my victory Monday. Am I crapping on the Twins? Here. Am I crapping you, on the Twins? And you and you have come in here and you have picked out out of all the good things you could have picked out from their first win, and you're picking out strategically. I don't a bad really thing have. I got to pour gas on a fire. I got to be honest with you. I was racking the brain last night for a positive take off that game. What? I mean, I could have said. My hottest, oh my hottest Vikings take cannot be Harrison Smith is still really good. But you're hot. Okay, but the defense was incredible yesterday. The defense against, was exactly against a quarterback as who didn't belong on the field. Like it's it's okay, very well, hard was... to be positive. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm not going to lie to the people out there. I love you people. So is this a pie chart of blame coming up or praise? No, it, no, yeah. no, no it's are praise. Are we scrapping Declan's <laughs> no, pie praise. chart of praise? No, it's praise because, because hottest take Judd, means hottest take. The pie chart of praise is what it is. Oh, okay. So it's very, very reflective. And believe me, Kirk Cousins is not on it. 
Wow. I after listening to all of this, I can't even believe you're able to put together a pie chart of praise. Really curious to see what this looks the and sounds like here. You feel about the pie. Vikings defense played great against a quarterback who should be on the bench. That's not a hot take. Wow. Wow. Judd coming in high. We're going to get to Judd's pie chart of praise. That's pie chart of praise, praise. Here, it's, it's here shortly. It's here. On this uh, live edition of Purple Daily, Victory Monday here. A shout-out to our friends at AG1, gentlemen. So a few years ago, I discovered AG1 products, and this may come as a shock to those of you that consume this show on a regular basis, but I, maybe I, I and we aren't always great at getting all the right nutrients. We're not exactly eating perfectly necessarily <laughs> here. We're, you know, we're human, okay? It can be hard. You're busy, especially this time of year. You got kids running all over the place. You got sporting events. You got playoff games. You're busy. That's where AG1 is huge. One scoop mixed with your water in the morning or maybe even like middle of the day, and you're covered with 75 high-quality ingredients, important daily nutrients. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, AG1 is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. With that first purchase, go to drinkag1.com slash purpledaily. That's drinkag1.com slash purpledaily. Also, a shout-out to our friends at UglyDeck.com. Uh, if you're operating with no deck or an ugly deck, Judd, we have the place for you. Oh, we do. And look at those people having great fun. You know why? Because they contacted Ugly Deck, which, of course, means that your deck is going to, to be perfect. UglyDeck.com right now offering what they're calling a Reserve My Deck Package Now special for the DIY homeowner who wants to build a deck in the spring and save huge money for a uh, for a limited time uh and customers who reserve their deck package now uglydeck.com is offering up to one thousand dollars off a full deck package plus locked in 2023 pricing uglydeck.com will then deliver your deck package to your driveway by may 1st of next year and you'll be the smartest diy cat on the block saving as much as ten thousand dollars on your deck build so go to uglydeck.com today click on the reserve my deck package now uglydeck.com is where you go a personal coach comes out and helps you i'm telling you right now it's like a football team you're going to get assistance but you're going to save thousands uglydeck.com and a shout out to our friends at summit orthopedics so uh if you are dealing with any type of pain involving any like ankles feet all the way up to neck back shoulders summit orthopedics can help you Get off that injured list, okay? Instead of being uh, DNP limited or questionable, maybe you can be probable because you worked with Summit Orthopedics. If you're really hurting, they also have orthopedic urgent care seven days a week starting at 8 a.m. Learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Brock knows how you feel about pie. All right, here come a bunch of backhanded compliments. Nope. It's Judd's nope. pie chart of praise. No, nope. my on pie chart. Purple Daily. My pie chart of praise goes to those <laughs> who deserve credit for this win. It goes to those who who genuinely deserve credit. As I said, Kirk Cousins will not be involved. All right, so we're going to start, of course, at the at the uh, bottom and work our way up. There are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six pieces of pie. It's pretty simple. 10% goes to Justin Jefferson. So it was the first game in which Justin Jefferson actually didn't have 100 yards receiving. Instead, he had six catches for 85 yards. But it's the first game in which he had multiple touchdowns, two touchdowns. I love how that's kind of a meh game for him. Like, uh, six yeah. for 85. Yeah. He did get a couple And you know what's weird? But... He was really happy afterwards. They won. He was really jubilant. Like you. He was jubilant afterwards. I like that. Well, he's ripping Kirk because Kirk wasn't happy yeah. after a team win. He was but really, but yes, you're right. Rest. That's a very meh game, but you know what? Got two touchdowns. He's got, I think, three now. Um, and it's nice when it's nice when a guy like that has a game like that, and you're just like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's not, Yeah, that's not that great. I know. So It's like, oh, yeah, why didn't he get 170 yards, you know? It's just in uh, 14 catches. He, he has set a ridiculous bar for what we... 
what we expect from him. Yeah. Staying on the offensive theme, because not surprisingly, a lot of this pie chart of praise is going to go to the defensive side of the football, well-deserved. But the last piece of the offensive pie is goes to a 10% chunk to the run game as a whole. Madison and Akers combined for 135 yards rushing, 5.9 yards per carry. Madison finished the day with 95 yards, and the run game has, in in since the start of the season, the run game has pivoted a lot. It's gotten it's gotten good, and on the road, that's fantastic because if you can eat clock, that becomes an absolutely essential thing. Um, and you know, it wasn't. It again, it's not the huge runs. The huge runs are are sexy and fun to watch, but what is it? It's the ability to control the ball, to get first downs, and to get chunks. Chunks of yards put you in a position where teams have to take both your run game and pass game seriously. So just, you know, the blocking as well. So it's not one guy. It's the blocking as well. It's O'Connell's play calling. It is um, the job that Madison and Akers did. So 10% chunk goes to just the run game establishing itself and doing a really good job and really coming on in the last few weeks. Yeah, I was uh, going through for our trenches with Boone podcast here where he breaks down all the film just going through kind of a run game cut up with the uh, the all 22 i'll hit the football sounder for everything i just said football. there yeah. it was just <laughs> six seven twelve eight that's what you need right. with this offense right yes it was that's just, what they wanted last it, year that's right a little bit of a push and then the run it, whether it was madison cam Akers, like you said and they they find a scene, they fall forward at seven. It doesn't always need to be famine, famine. Oh, there's the thirty-five oh. yard run, the seventy yard run. Give me seven, give me eight, give me twelve. You know that's that's what keeps those drives prolonged. Yeah, for and, sure. and don't give me second and twelve. <laughs> like that. That's the thing too. Is yeah. uh, don't oh give me God. third and thirteen. You know, and then yes. break off a huge run. Okay, that looks good, and it changes your statistics. But yes, the consistency of what we saw. If they don't establish the run game like they did on Sunday, they for sure lose that game. So yep. that's a big part of it. So all right. 10. Okay. But let's uh, let's pivot to the last four slices of pie, which are all going to be reserved for the defensive side of the football because the defense stepped up in a big way. 10%, and we're saving a few large chunks here, but 10% goes to Marcus Davenport, who played wow. four games against... The Eagle or fourth place against the Eagles in week two got hurt again or couldn't go, but that ankle finally allowed him to play. Now, uh, according to O'Connell, they wanted to ease him in on like third downs on Sunday, but then once he started playing, he looked really good. And so his, uh, his snap spiked up one sack um, applied consistent pressure. I think, I think number zero safe to say was around Bryce young on replays a lot, uh, gave a significant boost to a pass rush, that needed it. Um, we saw we saw why they took a chance. Mm-hmm. One year, I think a maximum. I think it maxes out at thirteen million. Um, but we definitely saw why the, the Vikings took a chance. And if Marcus Davenport can stay on the field, and that's a big if because we don't, you know, we don't know that for sure. But if Marcus, da- Marcus Davenport stays on the field, Marcus Davenport is going to make a definite difference in how we see this defense and the amount of pressure that Flores just he doesn't that he wants to bring, but also can bring. You see why they wanted to take a flyer on him. He, when, when you look different and bigger than NFL offensive and defensive linemen by just standing out there, okay, that's, I mean, he, he looks like a power forward in the NBA or something, mm-hmm. yeah. but much more like muscular and it's, it's, it's pretty incredible when you, and, and then you get, he, you know, we'll see what the PFF uh, measurements say, but I think his presence made a huge, huge difference in compared to Patrick Jones. And I know DJ Wanham had a scoop and score in that yeah. game, but like Marcus Davenport is a, is a different player when he's healthy. Funny you should mention that because DJ Wanham is next on my pie chart of praise with 15% because of what he oh. did. Now, now, Resiliency plays a role here, mm. but he had a he. You know what? He's not a starting player, but when he's used right, when he's used in the correct way, which is a, which is a rotational guy. But you've got a guy like Davenport in front of you. We saw why they like him, and I'm going to tell you right now: the resiliency was huge because he dropped what was a sure pick. It probably wasn't. 
going to be a touchdown, although although with the speed that we saw in the scoop and score, it might have been. But when he dropped that that Bryce Young pass from that originated from the eight yard line, the Vikings eight, I thought to myself, Oh my God, this guy is useless. This guy, what's he doing out here? But he then had a sack. He had a fifty one yard scoop and score in in the heat in Carolina, which for a big man ain't simple. Yeah, did he have to put the Linval Joseph like gas mask on afterwards? He did, did not, they have that on the sideline? He did not do that, but he, he did say that, that he actually altered his path to the end zone because he looked up at the Jumbotron and saw a guy making a beeline for him and said, that guy might catch me. So he altered his path there. But anyway, 15% goes to a guy who I think, you know what? Everybody, especially in football, a lot of players have roles. And if they get put out of that role, like, okay, Marcus Davenport's up, next man up, DJ Wanham starts. It's too much for him. But when he's put in the right role, I give him a lot of credit. That was a hell of a game. Great awareness by a defensive lineman, basically, an edge rusher defensive lineman to look up at the Jumbotron during, like, the only time in his career he's going to be in that situation, right? Yes. How many other times is DJ Wanham going to be... You're right. Trudging down the field, trying to outrun everyone on a scoop and score and think think to himself, I should look up at the Jumbotron to see if there are defenders trailing me. That's amazing. That's a a great sign for his football IQ. You're exactly right. You're exactly Mm -hmm. right. So 15% there. Another 15% chunk. Piece number five of the pie goes to Brian Flores. He dialed up a great, great game plan. I give him... You know what? It's not always going to work. There are times when when his um, when his instinct to blitz might be too much. But I'm going to tell you right now, what we saw yesterday was what we were begging for from Ed Donatel. I mean, begging, mm-hmm. and and not just us, not just this show, not just the media, not just the fans. The call was coming from inside the building. Kevin O'Connell was begging for this. This aggressiveness, this uh, this this willingness to say, you know what, we might get beat, but damn it, if we get beat, let's go down punching. Let's not go down in a cover two shell yep. that has one of our most talented players playing deep consistently. Uh, so, yes, the execution was damn good. The quarterback was damn bad, but you know what? It worked. It worked, and it was a great game plan. And when's the last time that you guys can say, and it's been a while now because Zim's defense has tailed off as well really badly. When's the last time that you guys had fun watching a Vikings defense? Because I felt yes. like yesterday was fun to watch. You know, Five win. years ago. Yeah, yeah I mean, my, Mike Zimmer's defense is double-A gap blitzing, you know, all those stud players, Xavier Rhodes running around, Everson Griffin. So it's been five years probably because Zimmer's defenses were bad the last two years. Yes. 2017 is the most fun I've ever had watching a Vikings defense. But this is fun in a different way. Because this is fun in like, oh my God, they're sending three (laughs) extra rushers and the opposing quarterback, Justin Herbert, is throwing a side-armed pass across the opposite hash mark, you know. So it's like anything can happen, I guess, with this current defense. Oh, there's four safeties on the field. Yep. This is something new and different that we've never seen before. And guys are moving around. What are they doing there? They're not just all playing deep. They're, they're just not all scared of being beat deep. Guys are actually moving yeah. around, and guys are being used correctly, which gets us to our last chunk of pie. It's going to surprise no one. And I gave him a 35% chunk because I think it's warranted. Perhaps I should have given him more. Harrison Smith, 14 uh, tackles, three sacks, which, by the way, in three different seasons, Harrison Smith has had three sacks for a career high. He equaled his career high for those three seasons yesterday. Last year, he equaled his career high with five picks because he was always deep. So it became it became predictable. It paid off at times, but it was predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, last season, he had zero sacks. You've uh, cited, Phil, the PFF stats before about how few times he actually blitzed about how often a guy who is, you know, great at blitzing, he's basically a coach on the field. And Harrison Smith yesterday had one of his best games in years. And I I thought it was interesting in the post-game locker room, he basically said that 
He said, I see myself as a difference maker, and I didn't feel like I was one in the first three games. And he's probably right. He's probably right. But that performance yesterday, 35%, lights out, and he's a guy who easily could have been gone. Like, they forced him to take a pay cut. He Mm -hmm. considered, I think, the Bengals. He decided to come back. But he took a pretty substantial haircut to come back and had what I think is a super impressive game considering his age and considering how long it's been since he had a game like that. I mean, that's... I don't think it's hyperbole to say that's one of the best games of his career, right? No, I yeah. think it's right. Gets, gets home on three sacks, has the, mm-hmm. has the game-altering you know, strip sack on the defensive touchdown. Just class. This that That's exactly what everyone was hoping would happen when Brian Flores took over a Harrison Smith-led defense. Yes. That game right there. Yes. And, and O'Connell said in the post-game press conference yesterday, he said when, when Flo came in last winter, to talk to me about the job, he said we sat down and, t- and talked about our safeties and how much, you know, because Ed didn't do this, how much they could po- possibly do. And he said everything centered on one guy, number 22. Number 22. You know, just I'm looking through comments here, too. Just I want to address one thing. And, Judd, you kind of you brought up earlier you discredited the Vikings because it was Bryce Young. I'm going to read you a comment here from uh, Still Keep On Losing, Clueless Young Bryce Ponder. Has, has been sacked a ton by safety blitzes all season. He's the problem, not Harrison Smith being good. Hmm. Why do like why do we do this? Or, like what what is your take? Is your take that hey, a safety blitz is less likely to get home against Patrick Mahomes than it is Bryce Young? Of course. Like defenses rack up better productivity and better statistics against inexperienced and bad quarterbacks. The Vikings defense and Harrison Smith did exactly what they were supposed to do against the guy making, what, his third career NFL start? Oh, but that wouldn't happen if it was Patrick Mahomes. No, that's that's true. That's why Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are a dynasty. So, like, I don't understand why we have to discredit because it wasn't a Hall of Fame quarterback yesterday. Like, they did what they had to do to fluster that guy. It worked. They got a win. On to the Chiefs. You know, like, it's just a weird pencil to sharpen, well, I guess, is my point. I, th- I think it's fair to say that their performance on Sunday is in no way, in my opinion, predictive of what they're going to do against the Chiefs. But Harrison Smith still had a great game. Like, I'm not yeah. going to discredit his game. Now, do I think do I think that what Flores dialed up against the Panthers is going to work against the Chiefs? No way. But I'm not going to discredit a guy's game who's, what, 34? And, and look, I've said at times he looks washed. So let's come back and say, you know what? That was a great game. And it is fun to see. I don't care who the quarterback is in this sense. It's fun to see them look good defensively. It's yes. just a breath of fresh air. It's just yes. a breath of fresh air. But now now do I think, oh, hey, Mahomes, Purdy, you guys better watch out. No, I don't. But we'll get to that. Like that's just I, I think well, it's fair. Flores, I, I think it's fair to see to- it both ways. Flores has done it to the Chiefs before. We'll talk about there's a there was a Miami Chiefs game from like two or three years ago that we can talk about that uh, did not go well for Patrick Mahomes. So, so there it is. There's your pie chart of praise here. The rock knows how you feel about from pie. Judd. Ten percent Justin Jefferson. Ten percent to the running game. Ten percent Marcus Davenport. Fifteen percent DJ Wanham. Fifteen percent Brian Flores. And forty percent right if my math is right uh, to thirty five. I yeah. think thirty five. Yeah. Wait. Ten. 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 15, I did 15. the math last night. We might have some pie left over. 35, 15, 15, 10, 10, 10. Oh, 35. 35%. To Harrison Smith. Yeah, okay. I did I the math make sure last we don't, night. Because we have 5% oh. left over. I just want to make sure. Oh, that no, no, no. Knows. I did the math Everyone. last night. I, I actually, I would never do the math in Good my job. head. Yeah, no, <laughs> I took out the old trusty calculator and did the math. Look, guys like Dex and I. We ain't doing this yep. in our head. Like, I know my limits in life and the hubris on my part to yeah, be like, I'm going to add this up in, in the old noggin ain't happening. Yeah. We did the math yesterday at Park Tavern and people drank a lot of Surly's before I die lager. I think at first it was sort of they were frustrated. A table full of in front of us. And then, yeah. And then uh, toward the end, it was celebratory. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the it's the beer that is taking the Twin Cities and beyond by storm this purple season. And look at that beer. It's an absolutely gorgeous beer. But you know what? The best part is it tastes great. And it speaks to the mission of this show. It speaks uh, to the mission of our friends from Surly because we all want to see the purple win a Super Bowl, young or old, before we die. And this is the beer to enjoy on Sundays or, heck, you know what? Any other day of the week. Before I die, from our friends at Surly, available of course in your uh, bars and now in twelve packs. By the way, a difference from last year in liquor stores. So enjoy a refreshing before I die. And uh, a shout out too to our friends over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So Federated's been a great partner of ours for several years here on Score North, and even going back to fifteen hundred ESPN when we were doing four hours of uh, live radio every day. And, uh, and they're also just a great partner for business owners. Specifically, if you are a next-generation business owner or leader, maybe you're taking over a company from, from your family, uh, Federated specializes in working with business leaders just like you. So go to federatedinsurance.com where you can find out more information about how they can provide frontline protection and peace of mind. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Before we wrap this live stream here, when the Vikings lose, we give you silver linings. When the Vikings win, we give you nitpicks. But because Judd already gave nitpicks for like the first 20 minutes of the show, we're going to start with Judd. You're going to give a silver lining, and then Declan and I will give nitpicks. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, and first of all, the Kirk Cousins thing. I oh, mean, here we go again. It was okay. genuine. It was from the heart. So I We don't I, doubt that, but... But you did say that there were that there were I believe verbatim you said there were no positives to take away there, there from were, that win. There were very few positive things for a hot take. That's the important thing for a hot take. I didn't see a lot of positives for a hot take that came from the heart. Like I could have made something up, Pollyanna okay. Judd. But um, there's enough of that elsewhere, not with me. So anyway, what do I want for a silver lining? You know what I'll use Kevin O'Connell's post game speech was a was he's really good at them. I I give him a lot of credit. Um yeah. when I hear PJ Fleck talk and this is not to rip Fleck, but when I hear him talk, I hear a guy that's sort of I don't it doesn't feel like it's from the heart. It feels like yeah. it's from a place of of this is what I need to say. And I'm sure O'Connell's the same way, but this guy should be on TV. Like he is great cuz he can sell it completely. I watch that speech and I never think, oh, this sounds really hokey, which, by the way, a lot of times I do on coaches. That speech was, um, and, and you know, and away we effing go. Again, the F word used perfectly. Yeah. Like away we in, go. Sprinkled in. And yep, he walks just... out. He might drops that. He might drops and leaves. Yeah. If he had said, and away we go. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right. But sprinkle in the F bomb there. It's like time to go through a wall. I, that's it, a huge one to me. Silver it felt like he was also trying to convince the room because it's it, a room that's been kind yeah. of beaten down, right? 0-3. And, and so it was, you have to give that speech in that moment. And you have to talk about the importance of the Chiefs and giving the fans what they deserve at home. Because it is kind of your last stand. If you lose this game, yep. even if you beat the Bears, then you got the Niners. I mean, you have to beat either the Chiefs or the 49ers if you really want it to be away we go. Absolutely. You have to beat one of those two teams at home. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're going to be two and five going into the trade deadline week, basically like three or four games behind the division leader. So probably, there it is. Right? Kevin O'Connell, okay. public speaker, engaging his team. Absolutely fantastic. Silver lining. Okay. Dex, what's your nitpick? Uh, so cheap plug. We will cover a lot of this uh, on Purple Daily on Draft Day with Miles and Tyler. Uh, but my nitpick, which is kind of ironic because I think we've had him as a silver lining for every loss this season, my nitpick is Jordan Addison. Um, where the heck was Jordan Addison yesterday? And I know he gave up the block that nearly killed Justin Jefferson's ribs uh, on the one on the one play. But in general, what can the Vikings do to get him more involved? And or what does Jordan Addison, I guess, maybe have to do to stay on the field more? Because, um, you know, we kind of the Vikings tweeted out the whole three deep thing and we all mocked it. And it deserves kind of to be mocked now. Like, J.J.'s been incredible. J.J.'s on pace for the greatest season that we've ever seen from a wide receiver, even with a down game yesterday against the Panthers. But my nitpick would be, 
what can Jordan Addison do, and I guess the Vikings too, to keep him on the field more? Because when he is on the field and, he, and when he stretches the field, he he makes a difference. So my nitpick would be Jordan Addison. Yeah, he re- he really struggles blocking, and uh, with anything sort of physic physical, he seems to struggle with. He just completely olayed in the whiff. Uh, it was supposed to be like a little bubble screen or something, right? And the, the two other receivers, it was like trips left, and the two other receivers, didn't even and KJ's look like on his guy. really tried that hard to block, and that was, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird. I think I, I did touch on this earlier, but I think my nitpick is it's unfathomable to have turned the ball over at the goal line four times in four games. Like, what are you doing? Why are you throwing that pass? <laughs> Why even I I think the because three of them are interceptions and then one of them is Justin Jefferson trying to stretch the ball out. We don't hammer Jefferson as much because he is one of the greatest players in franchise history. Uh, so I don't know maybe maybe, maybe he kind of got off scot free on the three passes that have been turned into interceptions on the goal line. I think two of them were definitely tight traffic throws where if the ball doesn't get caught if it bobbles it's probably an interception. So they were they were risky sort of coin flip throws. That one yesterday was just like one of the worst throws he's probably made in his career. So um, stop turning the ball over on the goal line. That's 28 points you could have had. And then the opponent for sure gets seven yesterday. So it, 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 if we could go back and see what would their point differential be, how, how, what would their win-loss record be, for sure two or three wins instead of uh, one so far. So there we go, boys. On this Victory Monday, this is such a fun week for Minnesota sports. Chiefs, you got Twins, Blue Jays. We got uh, hockey and basketball training camps firing up here, too. It's a good time to be alive. Wolves just left uh, for their overseas trip, right? Abu Dhabi. That sounds awesome. Thursday, 10 a.m., I believe. So we're we're, going to have to alter our entire schedule to watch that game. Okay. We should uh, we should maybe do a live stream of the preseason game. <laughs> well, we'll do the twins. <laughs> we'll do twins. Uh, twins vent, vent line starting Tuesday, so that's going to be. I got good. My we book will. Ready. We should. Yeah, we should go. promote that. Yeah. Twins vent line. Score North Twin Show. It'll be on the on the uh, Score North YouTube channel, our other YouTube channel, right after each Twins playoff game finishes up, starting with their first playoff win in almost twenty years. Tomorrow, we will be doing a celebration on the Score North YouTube channel. I know Judd cringes when I say that because he thinks they're going to get swept, but we'll see. I think I just predicted they would lose because, again, everything is a reverse jinx attempt on on that. Because the last two times I have predicted that they were going to beat the Yankees and then the Strohs, and I was completely wrong. So I'm like, you know what? Let's try and alter this. Yeah. Try and alter their fate. All right. Thanks mm-hmm. for hanging out. Please click that subscribe button and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. Before we die, and one in three is a better path than 0 and 4.